Well, welcome back, Masterpiece Women. Welcome to the Masterpiece Women podcast. I'm Tina Raines, and today I'm blessed to have Nisha Brown with us. Welcome, Nisha. Thank you. I'm um, honored to be here. We're so happy to have you. And ladies, you know that every week we try to bring you some valuable content so that um, you can grow personally, professionally, spiritually, and do whatever it is that God has called you to do. So today, Nisha is a business owner. She has a business that focuses on three aspects of business, the formation, the funding, and the financing. And so I thought it'd be a great opportunity for her to share on some of those topics and also on the topic of time management, because as she has navigated through these entrepreneurs building their businesses, she shares how imperative it is that they manage their time well. So Nisha, thanks for coming on board. And I would love to hear a little bit about first you. Tell us about Nisha. How did you get started in business? What drives you? Okay, well, um, like I said, thank you again for having me. Um, More about Nisha. So I started my journey. um, I always tell people that I was born to be an entrepreneur. It is just sort of aligned that way. I was forced into entrepreneurship. Um, By the time I was 19, um, I had lost both of my parents. My mom died when I was three from ovarian cancer, and my dad was killed at work. She rock fell on him and broke his neck. Um, I was 19, six months pregnant with my daughter. So um, in that moment, I was still a child myself. And because I wasn't healed, I moved to another state and got in a relationship with someone who triggered me to uh, do something that I I regretted at that moment, but I don't take back because it has transformed me into who I am today. But I, in a nutshell, I... uh, was arrested for aggravated assault with deadly weapons. So at that point, the safety nets were gone. I didn't have mama or daddy to um, help raise my daughter. Um, And I did, I couldn't rely on a job. So I used the last $300 in my bank account and I became a certified credit consultant, Um, more so to do it for myself. Once I got the results, I started posting it and just a mass of people started reaching out to me, asking me to assist them. So I furthered my knowledge and financial literacy and I just began um, educating people like me and people who come uh, from backgrounds like me within the underserved communities. I started educating them through my platform, um, word of mouth spread it quickly. It's like I found a niche within a niche because the people who would come to me to optimize their credit reports, they were the aspiring entrepreneurs. So they was like, well, Nisha, wow. you, you helped me uh, optimize my credit report and get my finances together. So now could you help me um, start a business? And so that's how my company was able to um, transition from offering those credit services to fully working with small businesses to form their their businesses, help them create uh, professional business models and get them funded through the network of lenders that we work with. I love that. Thank you for your authenticity because you know what, Nisha, nothing happens, right, that God can't use. And even the very thing that you described is just so like our God, you know, took something that could have been horrible. And number one, I'm so sorry for the loss of your parents. Um, I'm can imagine how difficult that must be. Um, I do know the the resiliency of when you face those hard times 
and doing just what you did. You did it. You were scared. You were, you know, didn't have the skills and you're like, I'm doing it anyway. I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm doing it, you know? And I think that's such a valuable business lesson. Oftentimes I hear women say to me all the time, well, when this happens, I'll do it. When I get here, I'll consider it. And it's like, no, just do it. Take one step forward. And eventually you get there. And I always, you know, when I talk about taking the one step at a time, I always compare it to my mountain climbs. You know, you don't get to the summit by standing there paralyzed. You get to the summit by even when you can't breathe and you're exhausted one step at a time. Sometimes it's slowly, slowly, but you got to keep on going. So I love how you took such a bad situation that you could have just and gone so many different directions. And I am so resonate with you, Nisha. My childhood was very similar to yours. Um, I grew up in poverty, et cetera. Lots of, lots of bad stuff transpired. And you have a choice, right? You can stay the victim or you can step up and you can become the victor. And I love that you became the victor. So that's it. Piggyback back off of um, something you mentioned about taking those daily strikes. I like to say that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but they laid a brick every day. So that's definitely something that I live by. Absolutely. And you know what? Rome has lasted how many years? For those of us who have gone and it's so beautiful, right? It's still there. So that's a good one. Love that. So talk to us a little bit about someone that comes to Nisha and is starting their business, what are the questions that you see that they ask primarily when they're looking to start a business? Most of, well, the frequently asked questions that we do receive um, just throughout the days and the weeks are, you know, um, who to establish a business banking relationship with, um, what systems I need in place to run my business, um, how do I gain access to funding? Um, how do I build business credit? Um, do I need my personal credit to qualify for funding? Um, you know, how to get more organized? Um, you know, how to, um, it's just a different, it's, it varies, but that's, those are really the main questions that we receive on a daily basis. Wonderful. And so how do you help them with their funding specifically. Somebody comes to you and says, hey, Nisha, I need to get funding for my business. What are the practical steps that you walk them through? So firstly, we do have, firstly, we have a um, assessment, a logic-based assessment on our website. So um, before we do offer funding, we like to qualify that business and so we qualify that business through that logic-based assessments, and we just ask the series of questions. Um, and just based on their responses, we uh, kind of evaluate the gaps in their uh, business models that could be preventing them from getting funded, and we help them fill in those gaps. Once those gaps are filled in, we then introduce them to our lenders of uh, our network of lenders. Wonderful. And are your lenders all over the country? Are they primarily in um, Baton Rouge where you're at? They are. I work with um, over 100 lenders. Uh, we do have local lenders like for my tra- for my traditional funding. I do uh, work directly with Fidelity Bank. I have a, tr- uh, a relationship with Fidelity Bank. 
Um, we do have alternative lenders, which are statewide. Um, and we, yeah, so I would definitely say we work with a um, diverse group of lenders. Wonderful. And um, do you have to have significant assets to be able to get lending these days for small businesses? Okay, so it's uh, funding can fall into different uh, categories. Um, like I said, we offer alternative lending, traditional lending, um, business credit, grant funding, and so on. I will say uh, when it comes to alternative lending, because they do not require a, a high personal credit score, you do need to be making um, consistent monthly revenue each month. Ideally, I always say at least $10,000 a month in your business consistently for uh, 90 days because they will request those bank statements. As far as traditional funding, that's really backed by a uh, 700 plus credit score. So the terms are a little different um, with that revenue requirement. They kind of more flexible when you do demonstrate uh, the capacity to pay through your personal credit score. And of course, through building business credit, that's just uh, more so it falls in the realm of corporate and vendor credit, which you don't necessarily need uh, revenue nor a personal credit score to build. You just need to establish relationships with different organizations to optimize your uh, business credit scores. Perfect. And um, tell me a little bit about your coaching model, the way you coach the new entrepreneurs. What could somebody expect if they come to work with you? Okay, so a segment, my company um, have about three segments within our target audience. We have our aspiring and desiring entrepreneurs. I call those our babies, um, the ones who have an idea but really don't know where to start and really don't know how to connect the dots. So um, the coaching model for that specific segment is basically we always invite them to, um, we are in a process of building an online course, a business building course. But um, prior to the lunch of that, we would invite them to our eight hour business building class, which we do every Sunday. Um, once they come to the class, spend the whole day with us, we basically invite them to our 90 day coaching program. Once they finished um, that 90 day coaching program, they kind of graduate to our more so advanced entrepreneur. And then they typically start qualifying for funding. But the, the best starting point is to either um, attend our in-person class, which has been very successful. People have traveled from different states to come join us. Uh, we have our Google reviews have skyrocketed since starting this class. And so I see that the conversion rate, the people who anticipate uh, joining the day class after attending the AR class is is high extremely high because of the value that we offer during that class and what do you teach in that class so we really teach um formation we teach uh finance personal finance like budgeting and stuff because the way you do anything is how the way you do everything is how you do anything um and so if you are uh, not organized in your personal finances, of course, that those same behaviors kind of trickle down to your business foundation. So we kind of use that as a starting point for our aspiring and desiring entrepreneurs to get them accumulated with the uh, formation phase, personal finance organization um, systems, and um, just a little glimpse of marketing. Nice. That's excellent. Well, before our podcast, you shared a little bit about how you also give back to your uh, to young entrepreneurs in the high school age. I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. That's 
one of the passions we have at Masterpiece Women is transforming our community in the world. And the next generation is a huge piece of that. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that and even the accomplishment you had this year. Okay, so the mission of our company and just my armor model is to basically transform better thinking into better doing and better doing into producing better results. So I definitely um, see value in uh, working with the adolescents within my community, kind of shaping them into entrepreneurs. So one of the things, um, one of the titles that I hold is I'm a mentor for the School of Entrepreneurship. Um, I volunteer my time and I work with uh, school age, high school age, um, aspiring entrepreneurs, and I help them develop their pitches and their business plans. And um, towards the end of the program, I positioned them to be able to pitch themselves to a panel of investors and they compete for money. Um, this past season, well, this past ses coaching session, I was able to help uh, my mentee, Brandilyn, um, qualify for 2000 Well, she won $2,000 after she pitched her ideas to the panel of um, investors. I also speak um, periodically to different schools. Um, about decision making and the consequence of your decision making. So that's another way that I uh, give back through just encouraging and motivating um, the the uh, underserved community. In addition to, I uh, volunteer with nonprofits and I introduce uh, money management and finance concepts to uh, adolescents as well. Oh, I love that. I um. I sat on the board for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County for years and was the president of our unit here. And I literally, I loved it. And um, I've been involved with them for years. But one of my favorite parts was there was a couple of years that I taught junior achievement and was just teaching basic financing and business skills and entrepreneurship to the group. And um, our big fundraiser came and I took them to all the businesses down our street and just help them pitch um, and literally they were the ones pitching it was so valuable so as you're sharing I'm like oh I remember how valuable and how just how heartwarming it was to watch them thrive and the confidence they gained from stepping into that place of stretching themselves and going after their dreams and it was exciting so I love what you do you keep on doing that good stuff Nisha that's wonderful it's so valuable and God bless you for it. That's great. I love it. So as you got started in business, who helped you? Well, I didn't really have um, a big support system because like I said, my parents were deceased and my, just where I come from, I'm, in a nutshell, I'm the first time entrepreneur uh, within my family. So I didn't really have a big support system when it came to wanting to start a business. It was actually crazy. Um, to them. So um, I, in that season, I had to uh, self-invest. I had to acquire, inquire a lot, acquire a lot of information just through reading, uh, researching, investing in coaching, um, and just becoming a sponge and being open-minded and being a student. I'm still as a student, um, but that's kind of how I began to kind of um, improve my skill sets over the years, just being open-minded, just getting around more like-minded people and just uh, scratching myself in ways that I can't even imagine. That's awesome. So you said you invested in coaching. Mm -hmm. So what was the best thing your coach um, 
inspired you to do? Oh, um, I was working with, uh, I don't know, uh, the brand is Woman CEO Project. And one of the things that uh, she inspired me to do was to monetize my uh, knowledge in the format of like digital products and just different things that I can um, implement and, um, within my company. And so that's what I did. And she also uh, just taught me a valuable lesson about uh, time and money. Um, she taught me delegation. She taught me, she always would say this, um, you know, you don't want to spend, you don't want to spend so many hours of your day doing something, a task that's worth $8 an hour when you are worth $2,000 an hour. So she, always, she, opened, she just opened up my mind um, to just different opportunities and just thinking bigger. Awesome. Well, you know, and it's interesting because in our program, we do the Think and Grow Rich program. And one of the big things is the mindset of poverty. You know, when you come from poverty, it's really hard sometimes to think really big. And um, I know that was a hang up of mine early on when I started my business at 25. And it was people surrounding me. I surrounded myself in a community of you know, entrepreneurs as well, just like you and had a coach. And um, I stretched myself to even pay for it initially. I remember thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to pay for this? But what I gained was 2000 fold the initial investment. And so I always tell young entrepreneurs, especially if you really want to thrive, get in a community, get a coach and get self-discipline. Three things. The rest of it will work itself out. But if you don't have self-discipline and you don't have people around you that are doing the same thing that can help you, that can really hold you accountable, help you grow and a coach to help you navigate, um, it's not that it's impossible. However, it's nearly impossible to succeed because that is my, that is my um, perfect um, not what's the word I'm looking for mathematical solution to success. <laughs> sure. Right. So sounds like you're, you're like-minded there girl. So that's exciting. Um, I just love when God connects different entrepreneurs and um, we talked a little bit already about your authenticity and I want, would love to know for you, Nisha, you just shared vulnerably here on, you know, this public side and this podcast about your arrest and such. And I just think that has such great value to other women of, look, if I can do this, you can do this. And I think we all need to take our masks off and share authentically with others so that they can grow, so that they can gain confidence that, you know what, we're all the same. We just may look different. We may sound different. We may, but we all have the same struggles. And so share a little bit about how you being authentic has actually impacted your business. Do you use your story? Yeah. So I find that I just found that um, what helped my, my business pivoted when I um, shedded the mindset of wanting to be perfect are wanting to be technical. Um, I just had this um, definition of how a business owner should operate the standard 
And so um, the standard that I was operating in was uh, disconnected me from my audience. And I had to learn quickly to shed that mentality. So I started showing up more so of myself um, because people do business with who they like, trust, and know. So because I was resonating with them on an emotional level and I had been through some of the things that and the challenges that they were facing, it was easier for them to, um, you know, become a long-term customer just by me showing up, um, being sympathetic, um, empathetic to whatever their struggles was and being able to relate. Yeah. People, it's so true. They want to know you care more than they want to know what you know, you yeah. know, and when we're real and they can relate to us, think about, are you on TikTok at all? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And do you have a pretty good following there? Yes, ma'am. That's awesome. I just started TikTok. And so I've been studying it a ton. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to teach a course in our membership on it because I have been studying and learning. And uh, my mentor actually just did a class and I attended it. And it was really powerful because I have my assistants just, I'm not a TikTok person, don't really know. I hadn't really even paid a whole lot of attention to it. But when you think about the 30 million viewers that have left Facebook and they're going to TikTok, right? You think, hmm, we probably need to start paying attention and figure this thing out. So I have been over the last few months and it's not the fancy videos that are getting all the traction. It's not the fancy people. It's the real, it's people that are real. Now, granted, there's a lot of nonsense on there too, you know, that um, people do these crazy dances and some people just watch it because they want to laugh at the stupidity. That's a whole different segment. However, there's, it's amazing how authenticity actually is so powerful in building our businesses. They just really want you and whoever you are can attract, you're going to attract the people that are most like you, right? And that can relate to you. And so I tell everyone, take your mask off, just be you. Because the people that come to me are people that go, oh, she gets me because there's something that we relate to. It's not because, oh, she made millions or, oh, she failed miserably. It's, she gets it. Mm -hmm. Do you find that too? For sure. It is crazy you say that because it's like when people ask me, who's your target audience or who is your ideal customer? I'm like, I'm my ideal customer. Like it's easy to discern who would be a good fit through just me, through my experiences, through the things that I've overcame. So it's like, I can easily identify that in, from in other people. Be like, okay, I can really help this person. And this connection, like you said, is all about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's definitely about alignment. Just being in position to receive. Um, Absolutely, 100%. I could, could not have said it better, Nisha. So true. So. If you were to look back on all the pieces of advice that people have given you, what would be that one piece of advice that they gave you that you've used that you'd want to leave the women with of masterpiece women in regards to building business? I'll say um, as an entrepreneur, um, my lifelong quote that I live by on a daily is to just um, to stay true to yourself. Uh, we live in a very noisy society, um, over opinion, overly opinion, opinionated society, and sometimes it can cloud your judgment uh, with um, 
with what you want out of life or the things that you, your aspirations and your goals. And I'll just say, um, just always stay true to yourself. Um, whatever you feel like you want to do and accomplish is not for fetched. Even if others don't understand it, it's not meant for them to understand. As long as you and God know, um, that's the only thing that really matters. You just have to trust your process and not get caught up in all the noise that the society makes. Oh, I love that. It's so true. I have to tell you, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of, you know, we get all these lessons and everyone's always telling us, oh, do this to build your business, do that to build your business, do it this way, do it that way. And over the course of the last two months, I've just been really evaluating our business and our ministry and um, saying, okay, what works for us and what doesn't work? Where have we gained the most traction and really evaluating that? Mm-hmm. And I posted something yesterday on this site that I'm one of the key speakers for, what have you. And it was about this old Jeep. And the dad said to his daughter, who's graduating uh, from college, he says, honey, I'm going to give you this Jeep. Take it down to the Jeep um, dealership and see what they'll give it for, give you for it. And she's like, okay. So she goes, she takes it to the Jeep dealership and they're like, oh, we'll give you a thousand dollars for it because it's really beat up. It's old, blah, blah, blah. Okay. He goes, well, take it down to the pawn shop, see what they'll give you for it. She goes, she takes it down there. They say, I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. Then he says, why don't you take it to the, to the Jeep, um, Jeep. It's the, um, where they do the antiques and, you know, the, whatever that is that the place where you take your antiques to she goes okay so she takes the jeep there we'll give you she had offers for a hundred thousand dollars or more for this jeep because it was technically an antique even though it was beat up it was worth a hundred thousand plus dollars and he said love that's my lesson to you never stay somewhere where you're being disrespected or not valued and don't get angry at them. Just know you're in the wrong place. Yeah. You know? And just, you know, that resonate exactly what you said. Just be true to yourself and know that if people don't treat you well, that's, you know, basically what it says to me, that's on them. Mm-hmm. You're just not in the right place. And so don't try to mold into someone else's place. Mm-hmm. Be in your place and know your value, know your worth and know what it is that you deserve and um, don't settle for less than that. And I think as entrepreneurs, we have to really be true to ourselves, like you said. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's one of the most valuable lessons, not just as an entrepreneur, but as a woman, mm-hmm. as um, someone that aspires to be like God, I, I have to remain true to myself. And if it doesn't set well in my spirit, then I'm just not, it's not for me, no matter how shiny and beautiful that carrot might be dangling over there. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it to me. And um, I just think that's invaluable um, life lesson, Nisha. So thank you. And your um, and that story you told just reminded me of like the bottle of water how it can go from different environments from the airport to the corner store. And it's just, 
it work its value increases just based on what type of environment is placed in from a 99 cent bottle of water is worth almost up to five dollars an airport so oh i love that yeah that's a great one i love that i'm gonna steal that one that's a great one <laughs> It's so true, right? And so we have to make sure that we're putting ourselves in the right environments and staying true to ourselves and being authentic and taking off the mask because our stories are so valuable. And so I appreciate that. So what would you leave the women with? Anything else you'd like to share? You've shown so many great tips and so much great um, meat for them to mull over and think about. What else would you like to leave them with, Nisha? Anything? I think that's pretty much that in itself. You said a mouthful. I just think that's a lot to uh, kind of meditate on for the rest of the week. Just, yeah. just including yourself. I think that'll touch someone um, who listens. I think we should just meditate on that. I love that. Absolutely. Well, Nisha, thank you again for being with us. You're just an amazing woman. Just the short time I've been able to share with you, I've just, I'm, I want us to do more together. We're going to have to connect offline and see what we can do to um, collaborate more because I love your heart and I love just who you are. So thank you for joining us and Masterpiece Women. Thank you for being here again today. And with Nisha Brown, thanks for being with us and we'll see you next week. Thank you, ladies. See you later.